Hello there. I'm so excited you're here today. Jesus is teaching us how to be ready to stand before him that day. To stand before him without spot or wrinkle, confident and knowing that we belong to him, that we're going to walk through that door into the kingdom to live with him forever and ever. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you so much for taking care of us, for showing us the truth, giving us revelation knowledge, getting us to that place where we look just like you. Anything is possible with you. So we thank you, we praise you, and give you all the glory. We can't look like him without him recreating us in his likeness. So we have to be willing and obedient. So we're talking about tithing. And I'll read to you Malachi 3.8. Will a man rob or defraud God? Yet you rob and defraud me. But you say, and what do we rob or defraud you? You have withheld your tithes and offerings. And I want to talk about offerings today, but just to do a little recap. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, even this whole nation. Bring the tithes and the whole tenth of your income into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And so he's saying, when you give your tithe, you are becoming a part of his life. You're, you're working in his plan so that everyone can know, so that his workers can be paid. So there's money there for him to do his work through his willing vessels. And so remember now, it's, it said here, your tithes and your offerings. So not only are we going to tithe, we're going to give, and we're going to talk about giving today. So he said then that he would open the windows of heaven and pour out more blessings than we can even contain. More than enough, more than we can ask or think. That's our reward for, for being a part of his life. That's his way that he can bless us when we join together and we're in oneness. We're in fellowship. We're in agreement with him. Apart from your tithe, he said, you're robbing me. And he looks at you as a thief. Apart from your tithe and your offerings. He said, then he would rebuke the devourer for our sake. He would rebuke the enemy. And we talked about how along with that, we have to call those things to be not as though they were. We have to know what, what our rights are. We talked about it as he said, it's insurance. And so we are insured and we have to know we're insured. And so when the enemy comes and we rebuke him, God is going to back us up. But without the tithe and without giving, then we don't have any insurance. And really, we become enemies of God. And we don't even know that. So anyway, I want to start by reading to you Luke 6, 38. Give and gifts will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will they pour into the pouch formed by the bosom of your robe and used as a bag for the measure you deal out? With a measure you use when you confer blessings, benefits on others, it'll be measured back to you. And so when you give, when you give offerings, when you give, you're actually loving and that's the most important command, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, is to care about what he cares about and then love your neighbor. And so when you give, you're loving. And so when you give, you're giving giving offerings. You're completing that tithe. 
you're, you're in oneness with him and you have that insurance. So if you tithe, but you don't give, then you've broken all the law. Then your tithe won't work for you. Just the same as if you tithe and then you don't call those things to be not as though they were. You don't rebuke the enemy. You just think God's going to do it for you. And a lot of people think that, but you have to, you have to do all of his law. And so when you bind the enemy, then God can back you up. And when, when, you, when you bind the enemy, you know, you know that you have that insurance and you have that confidence and that authority and you don't let him steal from you. So that's what that's about. And then I also want to read to you um, Galatians. Do not be deceived, Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived, misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, disdained or mocked by mere pretensions and professions. You're gonna, you say it, but you don't. Or by his precepts being set aside. Can't set his law aside. You can't do one thing and not the other. Anyway, anyone who does that inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God for whatever a man sows that, and that only is what he will reap. For he who sows to his flesh, his lower nature, from the flesh will reap decay, ruin, and destruction. But he who sows to the spirit will reap from the spirit eternal life. And so when you're sowing to the spirit, when you're giving, when you're tithing, when you're doing God's spiritual laws, you are going to reap eternal life. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint and acting nobly on doing right for in due time. At the pointed season, we will reap if we do not loosen, relax our courage and faint. So he's saying, don't give up. Keep doing what's right. Don't relax. Don't faint. The answer will come. He will provide for you. As you give, he will give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And you know, in the Word of God, he talks about seed time and a harvest. And so when you're giving, you have to give that seed a chance to grow. You put it in the ground, and then you got to give it a chance to grow, and then then it's harvest time. So in the beginning, when you're doing God's way, it's seed time. It's planting. You plant, and then you praise him, and you worship him, and you thank him for that coming to pass. You're calling those things to be not as though they were. All his principles working together. So 2 Corinthians 9, 7, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart. Decide ahead of time. Purpose in your heart what you're going to give because you understand the kingdom of God, the way things work. And you know by giving is how God is going to provide for you. Not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God takes pleasure in above all other things and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do giver whose heart is in his giving. Look where you can give. Look where you can bless someone. That's God's heart. And he's looking for that one that isn't about himself, but is about others. When you love, 
That's his law. And when you give, you're loving. And then he's able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. You're going to be favored because you're looking to give. What an awesome word. And then it says, so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. You're going to be self-sufficient. You're going to have what you need for every occasion. As it is written, he, the benevolent person, scatters the board. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. That's what heaven is like. And, and we're going to move in with God. And we got to have this. We have to have this character, this position. We have to please him above other th all things, he said. He needs a prompt to do giver, someone that cares, someone that's going to give. Verse 10, and God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating, he's going to provide the seed. You're not going to have to run around and figure out how you're going to get the seed, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear, and where you're going to work so that you have the seed, which actually we're going to talk about that too, but um, he provides seed for the sower and bread for eating, and he's going to provide and multiply your resources. And God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests, manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Thus you'll be enriched in all things in every way so that you can be generous. And your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. So you're going to have to give. You're going to be able to be generous. You're not going to be living in lack. God wants to bless you, but we got to get on the same page as him. And when we're not giving, he looks as a, at us and, and tithing as a robber. And we're not going to be able to move in with him. He's preparing us for eternal life. He's showing us the kingdom principles that work here and also work there. Jesus said, pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he's teaching us his will. So on that day, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, he's not going to say away from me, I never knew you. You don't want him to say that to you. You want to know his principles and walk in his kingdom right here and right now on the earth before you get there. Not everyone who calls me Lord. Lots of, lots and lots and lots of people that call him Lord don't tithe. They don't give. They're stingy. They have no idea the principles of God, and so they're not going to fit into the kingdom. And so Jesus is going to have to say, I didn't know you. God's going to say, you robbed me. You didn't care. You didn't give so the nations could hear the word. You weren't that vessel. You weren't a part of my life. You weren't doing what I was doing. Jesus said, 
What did he say? He said, if you, whoever believes in me will do the things that I was doing and even more. And, and instead of doing that, we're running around trying to figure out what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear, just like the heathen. So we can't teach the heathen the truth. So Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my father. And we're learning his will so that we can enter into his kingdom. But those who do the will of my father, but many are going to say, but Lord, I cast out demons in your name. I did many mighty works in your name. Will he say to me, but you robbed me? You took the money? You did my work, you took the money? And you didn't tithe and you didn't give? And you didn't care? You weren't a problem to do giver? But you, you robbed me. I didn't know you. Away from me, you who practice lawlessness. He's getting in our face now. So on that day, he doesn't have to say that to you. So I just want to encourage you. Go to Malachi 3. And starting, or, or read the whole chapter. Study it out. Know the principles of God. Look at the word of God. So many people say, I'm ready. Okay, so let Jesus get in your face and make sure you are because you don't know anything without him. You can't even do anything without him. And if you can't hear his voice, then certainly that's the first thing that you got to do is hear his voice. Know what he's saying. Did you know that you're robbing him if you don't give and you don't tithe? Did you know that you're the heathen? If you get up every day and you worry about what you're going to eat and drink and wear and you don't know the, the importance of life, check out Matthew 6. So we learned that we're going to be blessed when we can join with God and be a part of his life and give into his storehouse and, and give 10% of our increase. It's all his. We get 100%. He's asking you to give 10 and then to give beyond that so that he can bless you and give you more than you can ask or think. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life, have it to the full, till it overflows. He's going to give you life when you're a part of his life, when you give. And then he said, the enemy comes to still kill and destroy so opposed from his way, you can live in the enemy's realm. And then opposed from heaven, there's hell. Those are the choices. So anyway, back to if, if you don't tithe, you're robbing him. If you tithe, he's going to open the windows of heaven. If you tithe and give and pour out so much blessing, you won't have enough room for it. He said he's our insurance. He's your insurance, just like you have an insurance company. He said he'd rebuke the devourer for your sake. So when you say, Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name, he's going to back it up. You have his power in you because you're in agreement with him. Give and it'll be given unto you. That's how he's going to take care of you, by giving of your gifts and your talents even which we didn't talk about today, but I believe we will tomorrow. So if you never ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then ask him. 
do it. Hurry up. He's coming. And you got, you know, you can't even see without him. You can't see truth. You know, people might look at um, someone like me and say, why would you give? Why would you tithe? Keep it for yourself. Why would you do that? Because you don't know what I know. Many people don't know what I just taught you. And if you did, you'd be not only blessed, but you're going to have eternal life. When you sow to the Spirit, you're going to have eternal life. When you sow to the flesh, you're not. When you sow to the Spirit, you're, you're sowing into the kingdom. You're living by his principles, and you're going to be ready to move in with him when you leave here. But if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap destruction. If you don't know how to sow to the Spirit, it's time to get going. Seek him. Ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you. He said he's knocking at the door of your heart, and if you would heed his voice, he said he would come and live on the inside of you. When you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, He's going to teach you. He's going to prepare you. You're going to be able to see what you couldn't see before. And you're going to be ready to stand before him that day. You're going to already be living in his kingdom here, and you'll be ready to move right in to his kingdom there. So if you never asked him to come live on the inside of you, do it. Do it now. Get on your knees and say, Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Open my eyes to the truth. I want to see. I want to know the truth. I want to live with you forever. I want to be a part of your life. Read the word. He is, he is his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word is God, and he is his word. So when you look at the word of God, you're getting to know him. When you heed his word, he said he would manifest himself to you. So he's going to teach you. He's going to guide you. He's going to prepare you to live with him that day. How amazing is that? You're going to be able to see what you couldn't see before and learn what you couldn't learn before. You're going to be prepared. He's not going to say, away from me, I never knew you. If you take the time to get to know him and practice his way. Remember, he said he's not mocked. You can't, you can't fake it. As some people say, fake it till you make it. You can't fake it with him. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.